0: Good morning. Paul Andrigo here, Toronto Real Estate Unfiltered. Today we're going to be reviewing the, um, I would say, what is, what is the probably the biggest election issue that is going on that uh, far surpasses anything uh, that you might see in the news, and uh, this week has been uh, certainly memorable for a lot of useless political news, as far as I'm concerned, about, uh, uh, you know, politicians... Uh, finding pictures of each other and uh, posting them from, uh, uh, from years ago, uh, by no means uh, uh, am I going to comment on the nature of those pictures. You can decide for yourself um, if you're offended or not, but uh, there's a lot worse things happening right now than um, uh, the surface stuff. So one of those, and to me the biggest one, is the rental housing affordability crisis. What you might not know is that 59% of all renter households spend 30% or more of their income on housing. This is this is a big problem. And now to understand the problem, you have to look back a little bit. You've got to look back almost 20 years and understand that up until actually from the '60s, and I can I, I have all the stats to show you this. Uh, and this is you know speaking. Um, this is sort of a across Canada situation, but the, the, it's it's very as well specific to um, uh, Toronto being uh, you know one of those areas that has uh, uh, some very high um, uh, uh, ridings uh, that are spending more than fifty percent of their income. On housing in in Toronto, thirty nine percent of those renters are spending more than fifty percent um, on on housing. In Thornhill, it's thirty three percent. Richmond Hill, thirty two. Um, that's again, that's th- this all sort of to me started back in the early 2000s when I started in real estate. Um, of course, I didn't know everything about uh, this issue, and of course, uh, this issue wasn't nearly as magnified as it is now. But going back even further to the 60s and 70s when uh, Toronto started adding more condominiums. Um, I won't get into all the numbers, but between the '60s, fr- from the, from the, I believe from the '60s right up to the year 2000, uh, the general uh, review that I've done showed me that they were doubling the new condominiums, the the, the, the new properties that were coming on. Whether or not uh, you're a, you know, a nimby or a YIMBY, uh, you can again uh, take that, uh, take that. Uh, Complaint to the bar and tell the bartender. Uh, at least they might benefit from it. But as far as I'm concerned, complaining um, about having more housing in, in a city where it's clearly a uh, a major issue is is uncalled for. There should be uh, again no opposition to adding, you know, another 200 units to a building um, that has 300 and adding two more, 200 more. And the reason I say this is nothing to do with the. It's nothing to do with the quality of the neighborhood. What it has to do with is that if you aren't, if we aren't as a, as a, as a city, as a, as a country building enough units, uh, when we get the chance to, then you're going to have to build twice as many, you're going to have to use twice as many pieces of land to build. So it, it just comes down to as simple as, you know, the difference between a 300 unit building and a 500 unit building, um, versus, you know, having, you know, uh, two 300 unit buildings because that somehow fits in better with the landscape i get that it's something that people are very animated over i myself have never in the 20 years i've been uh, even even where i live now in the danforth east area uh, i've never once opposed uh, a new condo uh, build to, uh, to coming up because i know um, because I'm dealing with this on the ground level I know how many people are looking for housing and it's a trickle-down situation which means that if the people who are able to even buy those if there's not enough units for them to buy and if there's not enough units for them to rent everything will trickle down to those who are you know m- perhaps not able um, to to you know to 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 pay what you know what some rentals are, and and with with less properties to choose from, uh, everything sort of trickles down and makes everything more expensive. So, in the in the um, in the diagram that I'm looking at, which I'm going to be posting on my podcast uh, as as sort of the the cover picture, <coughs> sorry, the breakdown is as follows: the 50% of single mother households spend more than 30% of their income on housing. 42% of indigenous renter households spend more than 30%. 40% of Canadian households overall spend above what is considered an, an affordable amount. Canadians under 30 spend more than 30% of their income on housing. I have a lot of clients in this position, and I know that some of them are paying a lot more uh, than they should be. And it's uh, again, it's it's not sustainable. Senior households as well, and, and there's been some you know some new senior stats over the last few years uh, that seniors are accruing more debt, um, and, and also their rents are going up. One of my recent podcasts was was about just that issue, where in one Toronto community housing building, um, they uh, approved a 3% increase Um, you know that that everybody in the building has to pay and you really you have no control over that Uh, and lastly the new immigrant households spend more 43 percent of the new immigrant households spend more than 30 percent of their income on housing so my hope and this is you know this is the only thing I have on this soapbox is is you know um, is the uh, opportunity to speak to some of you some of you who have perhaps more influence than I do uh, in this Obviously, I am not a politician nor will I ever become one. Uh, and the reason is because that's just not a goal for me. Um, I'm very, very focused on the goals I have, but I am going to do my best to educate people as to um, you know their misconceptions about the differences between renting and owning. So anytime that someone tells me well, I can't put together the deposit for a rental, the next question I've asked those people is, how much have you paid someone else? Um, how, how much How much in rent have you paid over the last, let's say, one, two, three, four, five years? Um, and just using a number like, uh, you know, even a simple number like $1,500 or $2,000. Uh, $2,000 is probably closer to the real, uh, real average number. Um, and I think it's, I believe it's 1700 for a one bedroom, 2200 or 23 for a two bedroom. So let's just split the middle and say 2000. So after one year, again, having paid that rent over a year, you'll have paid, uh, $24,000 in one year in two years, 48 and on and on. So you'll have paid almost $50,000 by the second year. Now to say that you can't put together the deposit, what it, what it, it doesn't really make sense because you, you you were able to do it. You just needed time, meaning that you needed you know two years to be able to put that money together. And, of course, you're paying it to another landlord. So you're paying their mortgage. Uh, I can't stress that enough is that if you believe that you are able to, again, and I'm not saying you might be able to save all of this money. I know how hard it is. Um, I get it. I've been in the position myself before. I didn't. I. I. I, I came from an immigrant, uh, Italian immigrants that came over to this country, that started with nothing. And I think the conversation was for them at the border: uh, if you want to get in, you you know you better you better be willing to you know help build the city and, and do construction. And that was what my family ended up doing. So we built a lot of the city, but um, again, had no. Um, uh, you know, had no major advantages at all uh, coming up. Uh, you know, over the years, so everything for me has been uh, hard earned. Any piece of real estate I've ever been able to purchase uh, has been from money that I have had to save um, and 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 put aside. And 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 I started really early. So I, I'm telling you guys now because it is. Bordering right now, it's almost the first day of fall of 2019, so it's the final season of this year. Uh, And and fall, of course, is synonymous with change. So, if your plan is to sort of break free from this um, affordability issue and to actually be able to, because the only way you can stop the clock on payments, and I can show you stats on this as well if you're looking forward to the next 10 or 20 years living in Toronto or the GTA. You will not be ahead by renting all that time. You will be in a position where instead of paying down a mortgage and actually having less of a payment over the next five or 10 or 15 years, as long as you're paying down your mortgage, you're not adding to it. So if you have that situation where you're paying down a mortgage over the next 15 or 20 years, you're then in a position where your costs will drop significantly lower than someone who's renting at the same time. So... The projections are looking like, you know, 2000 being roughly what a rental is now. By the end of 2020, average rentals are probably going to be closer to 3000. Do not be surprised by that. The city cannot build fast enough to make this problem go away. Uh, And then by 2040, I wouldn't be surprised if the average becomes 4000. So by planning ahead, meaning by getting yourself invested now in real estate before. It just sort of avalanches over you and you have no say in it. Um, Now is the time to to sit down with me and to explore your options and, and understand that everything that you might have been told about real estate could be wrong. You've a lot of you have come to me, and this is this is something that I have to say: is a lot of you have come to me, uh, and we sit down for a coffee and discuss what your options are, uh, and you've been given information from family members or from people at work. You know that guy at work who claims to be a real estate expert, whose uncle. Uh, bought a property five years ago or 20 years ago and and, and, and is still, you know, basically talking about that one property or that, or those five. Uh, and, and meanwhile, you know, I've been part of, you know, hundreds of them over the last almost 20 years. So... I, chances are I know a little bit more about how this works than most people do. I am not the world expert, but if, as far as Toronto goes, um, there's not too many people that know more than me about what your options might be. And this is an all price range. So if you are if you don't own a property, if you do own a property and you want to leverage it, if you're in a position where uh, you know you need to make more use of the money that's in your property, there's a lot of options that exist that maybe you don't know about. So, take take you know. Hopefully, take like twenty minutes of your of your time. If you if you have a chance and you're serious about making you know making this change in your life, sit down with me and let's just work on a five year plan. And that's all I'm saying. From 2020 to 2025, what you want to accomplish? It might not involve buying anything, buying any real estate at all. It might just involve sitting down and breaking down your plans. Most likely. If housing is an issue to you, and if you're listening to this, chances are it's important to you, um, this is a thing that I think will do more for you than anything else. And and again, do not expect the economy. Do not expect the government. Do not expect your family. Do not expect your friends, because um, no expectations is a far better way to go through life. And and I know it sounds a little negative, but it is not. Uh, It's about relying on yourself. And part of that might mean breaking free from some of those voices that are telling you to not do this, not do that. Are you crazy? The market this, the market that. Most of them, sorry, some of them might be very well intentioned. But the rest of them, unfortunately, they want you to do well, but never better than them. And this is something I've learned personally, professionally over the years. I've unfortunately had to uh, hear it uh, even, you know, from people that I, I thought were supporters of mine, family members, etc., cetera, uh, and uh, find out later on that, uh, you know, there was absolutely no um, loyalty, no support whatsoever. Um, and. Depending on the time of your life that you're in, if you're in your 20s, um, you know, you're going to probably be more likely to take big risks anyways in your life. So um, use that energy. If you're in your 30s, same thing goes. You've still got a lot of time left, 40s, 50s, and 60s. Again, these are all things where in a period of five years, you could literally change the course of your life. And it takes, It does. it's not going to happen overnight. Do not, uh, you know, no one's. I hope subscribing to me um, because they're looking for some overnight real estate wealth solution uh, ain't going to happen. Uh, I will not, uh, uh, you know, I will not sell you my, you know, twelve dollar course to become a millionaire overnight because that option isn't, you know, possible. Doesn't exist. So if you if you want to do something over a period of time, and again, five years I believe is enough time for you to put a, put, a, put a plan aside to find out what it is that you're going to need for a down payment and of course my point is you should be looking at doing the down payments um, or, or, or locking down the property now. Meaning that you should do everything that you possibly can to do that because that's the only way that you will stop the clock on a property value. The only way to stop the clock is for you to be the one to buy the property, and wherever your mortgage amount is, whatever it might be, you can start chopping it down before um, before the the property begins to uh, appreciate. And and again, the good thing about Toronto is if you get on sort of the the, the Ferris wheel with me at the bottom. The Ferris wheel is huge and it moves pretty fast. So if you're looking to do something pretty you know, substantial in, in Toronto, I've, I've had clients uh, be able to, um, I've sent reports from the mysoldreport.com um, site, I've sent reports to my clients that were within about a year or so, some of them that, have, that had bought uh, property, they were looking at like 20% returns uh, and, and a lot of them are shaking their head as to how this is even possible. Um, There's a a number of factors involved. Everything has to do with location, timing, and of course, the number one rule, which cannot be uh, said enough, is that you make money when you buy. None of us, including me, with 20 years in the business and being a property owner since 1998, none of us have any sort of inside knowledge of what's going to happen in 10 years. So the only thing you can do is by stopping the clock now, you have the opportunity, the, 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 the Basically, the only chance you're ever going to get of stopping the clock of of setting the price at okay, you bought the property for you know $700,000 in 2019, and then boom, that is when that's where the value starts to rise. Once the value starts to rise from there, all of that money for the time being, anyways, hopefully, they won't make any changes to this, but everything that you make on top of that will be your um, tax free capital gains that you make on your property as long as you're living there and it's it's your it's your it's your principal residence. You can discuss that part with your accountant. however the rule is that's the closest thing and I've heard the word real estate lottery, thrown around like people who had a chance to buy at a certain age or a certain time have somehow won the lottery. It's not like that. It's it's I mean to me the lottery is that people who've made the decision even when it was hard and it was never, believe me, in my case and I know with a lot of my clients, it was never the right time to buy it. It was just time. They just decided, I just decided, scared out of our minds Made all the you know made all the possible calculations we could, and then we you know weigh the pros and cons, and we and we went forward anyways. Just to know that you know if you don't take the chance, you'll be sitting in a position five years from now where you're paying you know. Uh, Twenty-five hundred dollars a month in rent, still to someone else paying someone else's mortgage. When you could have five years ago started on a plan where you're putting in—I don't care if it's a hundred dollars or twenty dollars or whatever it is—in a savings, automated, automated savings um, to get you to the point where you could put the deposit away. Even if you have to borrow, in some cases, it makes more sense because you'll never, you, you'll, you'll, you'll never be able to save enough. To keep up with the appreciation of Toronto real estate, I, I promise you that you'll—it's really impossible to keep up, especially depending on where you're looking. It's—it's um, it's really impossible to save at the same rate that your property is—is—is—is is, is, is increasing in value, uh, literally as you're sleeping. So a lot of concepts discussed here, but this kind of—it just boils all back down to the, again, to the uh, the 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 affordability, the the Canada's you know Canada's rental affordability housing. Canada's rental housing affordability crisis—it's a big deal. It should be something that, whether or not you're in the groups that are mentioned, but if you are renting, and even if you don't, um, even if you don't rent, and you're an owner, and you know people who are, you know, in a position like this, that 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 can benefit from them, please share this podcast with them. Uh, of course, please go over to, you know, all the, um, you know, all, all the places where you listen. And if you can, you know, give me a, uh, you know, a good uh, review on the, on the site, obviously Apple podcasts is where a lot of you do listen, Spotify, wherever there's a chance for you to, um, to, 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 chime in. And of course, just by sharing the, uh, the podcast, that's a, that's a really great start. But anyways, thank you so much for listening and hopefully, uh, you'll have your Yourselves all a great weekend. Uh, You're the final weekend of um, summer 2019. Enjoy yourselves and have a great day.